This message is brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries, we encourage you to visit us online at tabernaclehickory.org. That's tabernaclehickory.org. You can find our sermons on a number of platforms, including Apple iTunes, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. We trust that God will use this message to speak to your heart. Revelation chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. John, who bare record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. I put a title on this evening's message, Where Do We Go From Here? You know, 2020 was uh, an unusual year. 20, uh, 2000, Y2K. We didn't know if we was going to make it through Y2K. And we made it. My brother, not my brother-in-law, but my cousin, <laughs> my cousin, he's probably still eating tuna fish that he saved up for Y2K. <laughs> he was well stocked. If hard times had come, I was going to see him. <laughs> we made it through Y2K. And by the grace of God, we've come through 2020. Our Tabernacle Baptist Church, we're, we've made it through 2020. So where do we go from here? Topsy-turvy week this past week. Unusual things, things that we haven't seen in our lifetime. That song is true. My Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is follow. So each day, Christian, get up, say good morning to the Lord, and glance at the problems, deal with the problems, but keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Our faith rests in Him. And we look to Him, even in a week like that we've just had. And who knows what's around the corner. There's all sorts of rumors going around about what may take place. So let's look in the Bible to find some of these answers of what's going to take place. Now, I just finished reading through the Bible and started over again a few days ago. And I just try to just plow right through the Scriptures. I'm trying to, for the last little over a thousand days, just having mega doses of the Bible, about 30 chapters a day, and I need it. Mega doses. Well, the, the book of Revelation. I believe the old devil hates the book of Revelation. You know, early in the Bible, we, we read about the devil and we read about his doom going to take place. Well, in the book of Revelation, his doom comes to pass. And I'm glad about that. Uh, back in the beginning of the Bible, we find out that God created the heavens and the earth. Well, in the book of Revelation, God's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Revelation chapter 21 tells us and in Genesis, we find the first Adam. But in Revelation, we find the last Adam, Jesus. And in Genesis, we see the beginning of death. The very first death takes place. And we lost some folk last year. 
I lost my cousin last year. Not COVID, he had something else was his malady. He was in the hospital and none of us could go see him. And he died in agony. In agony, he was in such pain, agony. But when Johnny died, I thought back to the glad day that Johnny made everything right with God. He and I worked together. We worked at a full-service gas station. Remember those things? And we'd fill you up and uh, check under the hood for you and uh, check that oil and all that sort of stuff, pump your tires up, clean your windshields, all that, hoping to get a quarter tip so that you could buy you a soda pop. And you get two soda pops for 25 cents. And, uh, you know, um, Johnny, he'd been a mean guy, sort of a savage kind of guy. My cousin Johnny, when he got saved, his life completely changed. He became the candy man at our church for all the little boys and girls. <laughs> the guy who had done some awful bad things, some real naughty things in his life. He became the candy man at the church to give away candy to the boys and girls. Isn't that something? And Johnny always wanted to win folks to Christ. Well, Johnny passed away last year. No death began in the book of Genesis. But God's going to destroy death one of these days. There'll be no more death. That's what the book of Revelation says. Book of Corinthians, the final enemy that God himself is going to destroy, the final enemy of man that God's going to destroy is death. Look it up. It's what God says he's going to do. He's going to destroy it. There will be no more death. Hallelujah. <laughs> And in the book of Genesis, we find Satan for the very first time. But praise God, in the book of Revelation, we see him for the last time. I've got four Ps for you tonight. Four-point message. Four Ps. as a memory device. Four Ps. Number one, the person of the book of Revelation. Who is the person of the book of Revelation? Look at verse 1. Look at verse 1. The revelation of... Jesus Christ. Look at verse 2. Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yes, the person of the book of Revelation is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus is the hero of the Bible. I got my very first Bible when I was six years old. I didn't go to church. My dad worked at uh, the shipyard. And there was a man at the shipyard that uh, sold stuff. As a hustle, side hustle, he worked at the shipyard too, but he would, during lunchtime and stuff, he was selling stuff. He'd sell toothbrushes, wallets, just junk, you know. But one week he got him some Bibles. And he talked to my dad and said, you need a Bible for that boy of yours. And though our family did not even go to church, my dad bought me my very first Bible. One dollar Bible. Black. Had a zipper that went around it. Two years later, I received Christ. The church came and found me and brought me to the meeting. And I heard about Jesus Christ, what Christ had done for me. And I got born again, friends. And all the boys and girls in Hickory, we need to bring them to church. Bring them to church so they can hear this blessed book. I got saved. And as an eight-year-old, as a little boy, I wrote in the front cover that little black Bible that I had. I wrote in the front, in a little boy's verbiage, in a little boy's handwriting, I wrote, Jesus Christ is my hero. 
To this day, when I get a Bible, I write in it, Jesus Christ is my hero. Now, he's more than my hero. I'm not eight years old anymore. I've learned some more. Jesus is much more than my hero. He's my savior. He's my redeemer. He's my master. He's my king. He's my commander. Yes, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And he is the person of the book of Revelation. Jesus is central to the whole Bible. Jesus. His death, burial, and resurrection is the main teaching of the whole Bible, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, the name of this book, Revelation. Revelation, a revealing. If you're listening, say amen. amen. A revealing, an unveiling. 37 and a half years ago, I was at the front of the church, Bethel Baptist Church, Hampton, Virginia. Down the aisle, they were playing a song, bum, bum, ba-da, bum, bum, ba-da. And a lady, well, she's coming down the aisle. That is her dad. But man, all these veils, you know what I'm saying? I'm hoping that is Renee. I read this book. One guy got tricked that one time, you know. And Renee's got some sisters. Man, I'm hoping that is Renee. We come down here. That veil comes up. Woo! It was Renee. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Unveiling. Well, this is some unveiling. You see, when Jesus first came, when just born here on this earth a couple thousand years ago, we didn't comprehend. We still don't comprehend just very little. But we really didn't understand 2,000 years ago when he first came. We didn't understand that he had come to die. He came to die. He came to be crucified. The most extreme punishment allowed by Roman law was death by crucifixion. Nothing more heinous, more arduous than being crucified. But that wasn't all of it, friends. Our sin was laid upon him. He who knew no sin became sin for us, the Bible says. We didn't understand all of that. His glory was veiled. The first time he came, he came to be crucified. But friends, when he comes back, it's not for a crucifixion ever again. Next time he's coming back for a coronation, friends, not crucifixion. Amen. First time he came, he came in shame. He went to a tree. No room for him in the end. Can you imagine? No room for him in the end. Oh, I... Uh, we got some uh, uh, cattle out this way, some livestock. You can go out there, and there's a little manger and so forth. You can use that maybe for a little uh, cradle. I told you about my grandbaby coming. You know, when the grandbaby comes, well, we don't want to use a barn, you know. Let's get some rags and wrap the little baby up. We didn't comprehend. I've been right there to Bethlehem. I've sung at the very spot where we think that Christ was born. I was asked to sing, Bethlehem town, Bethlehem town, tiny village where the Lord came down. That's where Christ came down about 2,000 years ago. We didn't understand. 
We did not comprehend. But oh, when He comes again, oh, when He comes again, He's going to a throne as King of kings and Lord of lords. First time He came, He stood before Pilate. Next time, Pilate and everybody else are going to stand before Him and be judged by Him. I got on a plane and I was surrounded by a bunch of lawyers. I said, that's amazing. I said, that's amazing. I work for a judge. <laughs> Who is he? Maybe I've been in his court. Maybe you have. <laughs> I feel sure of it. <laughs> yeah, I work for a judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came as a servant that first time, didn't he? But he's coming back as a sovereign the next time. The person of the book of Revelation is Jesus. Never forget, the person of the book of Revelation is Jesus Christ. Number two, the purpose of the book. So what is the purpose of the book of Revelation? What's it all about? Verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must, come, must shortly come to pass. So we're going to show his servants things which must shortly come to pass. This book has been written to us servants that we can understand some things that are going to come to pass. All right, to us servants. I was flying through Dallas. I landed there in Dallas. I'm waiting on uh, my worker to show up. His name is Matt. And I'm waiting there, and I'm just talking to everybody at the gate, and... And finally, a woman was looking at me. She, oh, she's just looking at me. She said, sir, what do you do? I said, well, I am a servant. She said, a servant? I said, yes. I said, let me tell you about it. And I stepped over there and sat beside her and opened up a gospel track and told her how Jesus had saved me and that I was now gladly his servant. She said, you do seem to be so glad about it. I am glad about it, aren't you all? I'm happy to be a servant of Jesus Christ. And this book is written to us servants. This book of Revelation, all of us, aren't y'all happy to be servants too? And we're servants of Jesus. And Jesus, he's made sure we got this book of Revelation so that we can see some things that are absolutely going to come to pass. Our lives are not our own. We belong to Jesus. We're his servants. And this book is telling us some things that are going to happen. Now, is history happening randomly or just everything is, is happening randomly no it is not you must understand the sovereignty of God look we have maybe even some politicians that think they're big enough to fight God that answer is no no one is big enough to fight God there's no one you fight God you're going to lose friends God is always going to be, be, be victorious. Now, here in North Carolina, we've had emergency sessions. And uh, in my state of Virginia, we've uh, declared, uh, you know, uh, emergencies and all that. There's not been any emergencies in heaven. Have you seen panic attacks? I have. Because, friends, we're weak. We're little puny people. We're not strong. God is strong. And I've seen wonderful Christians have panic attacks. Panic attacks. Jesus has never had a panic attack. There's no panic in heaven tonight whatsoever. 
Everything's well in heaven tonight. The Holy Trinity has never had an emergency session. Now, does the devil know the future? Big no to that. Does God know the future? Big yes to that. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows everything in between. And this book, it, it tells us of things that are going to come to pass. Is there going to be a battle of Armageddon? Yes. Has it happened yet? Oh, no, not yet. There's going to be a battle. This, this is astonishing. You read about the millennial kingdom here in the book of Revelation. Jesus Christ is going to come back to this earth. And he's going to rule and reign for 1,000 years. And at the end of the 1,000 years, the devil's going to be released out of his holding tank, the bottomless pit. The devil's going to be released. Why is he going to be released? I don't know. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. But the Bible tells us it's going to be released. And then do you know what people are going to do? Right after the millennial kingdom, people are going to try to make war against God again. It's the final battle in the Bible. Read about it. Read about all these judgments. You think we've had chaos? This pandemic has been nothing compared to the tribulation, friends. I'm glad I'm not going through that tribulation period. Not the first half or the second half. The Bible clearly teaches the rapture of the church. That trumpet is going to sound, and man, I'm going to be out of here. <laughs> I was preaching a message down in Alabama. A man came to me and said, Mr. Fox, I wish you'd quit preaching that fly away doctrine. I said, sir, if that trumpet sounds tonight, I'm flying out of here. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh, yes, this Bible, the book of Revelation, you read it. You read it through and read it through and read it through, and you'll find some astonishing things that are absolutely going to take place. Now, some people try to say that this book is just an allegory. Don't you believe that? When the text makes sense, make no other sense out of it. Number one, the person of the book is Jesus. The purpose of the book is to help us servants know about some things that are going to come to pass. Number three, the promise of the book. Is there a promise in this book? Oh yes, verse three. There's a giant promise in verse number three. Blessed is he that readeth. Wait a minute. You mean if you will just simply read the book of Revelation that you'll get a blessing? That's what he said. Blessed is he that readeth. Then why not this week, let's get the book of Revelation out and let's read the book of... Wait a minute. How many of you would like uh, for yourself to get a blessing? Uh, yes, I'd like one. Y'all don't want one? Okay, didn't want you know. How many are not going to raise your hand no matter what I ask? Oh, a bunch of hands going up, yeah. Don't you want your family to be blessed? Yes. My church to be blessed? Yes. Uh, my community to be blessed? Oh, my state? Yes, 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 yes. How do we get God's blessings on North Carolina? If everybody in North Carolina would actually get this book out, the book of Revelation, and just see, God, would you bless our state because we're going to read the book of Revelation. You said, blessed is he that readeth. That's God's promise. But it's not just reading. No, look at verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear. Oh, yeah, not just read it. <laughs> you got to listen. You got to hear what God's saying. We were doing one of these God Bless America rallies up there in Augusta County, Virginia. And we were out, man, knocking doors. There were 60,000 doors that we were trying to get to in a fast 
pace time. And so, I mean, we were, we were hustling, just like we did in um, Charlotte for that God Bless America rally. And we've got one uh, rally coming up in Beckley, West Virginia. And uh, we're always excited about all these rallies. I just had one in, in Akron, Ohio a few months ago. Yes, God Bless America rallies. Well, we're doing one in Augusta County. Man, we were charging door to door, telling folks about the Lord. And, and the atheists began writing blogs about Brother Fox. The atheist saying, he says he's going to go to every door in our community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so the reporters came to me. A lady reporter came to me and said, Mr. Fox, they're writing blogs about you. I said, isn't it amazing? She said, have, have you been looking at them? I said, yes, I have. She said, what do you think? I said, I think it's fantastic. She said, what do you mean? I said, God's using the atheist to help us spread the word. <laughs> I said, they, they got you to come talk to me. And I told her about the Lord. And we were out door knocking, door knocking, door knocking. I remember I saw a Kentucky Fried Chicken while I was out door knocking. Now look at me. I'm an eater, man. I've been hooked on eating since I was born. I saw that KFC. It was noontime I went in. I ordered me some original. That's my favorite. And um, I got talking to the millennials. I, I got talking to everybody in the room, giving them uh, crusade material, rally material and everything. And I, I found me three millennials. I got talking with them, a young man and two young ladies. And they asked me to come eat with them. So I sat down. I'm eating with them. And one of the young ladies sitting diagonal from here, she said, um, said well, said, preacher, said the other night, God the Father came down, sat in my room, and sat over there in the brown chair. And God the Father talked to me the other night. Huh, that's interesting. I said, uh, young lady, I said, would you like to know what the Bible says about that? Oh, yes. What does the Bible say about that? I said, well, you know, young folk, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says now. This is what the Bible says about that. The Bible says God the Father is a spirit, which means that he is invisible, which means... It's impossible that that was God the Father that came, sat in your room, and talked with you. I said, I have no idea who that was that came, but it was not God the Father. She was crushed. I felt badly for her. And I said to her, I said, young lady, do you want to hear from God? She said, yes, I want to hear from God. I said, I can tell you how. How can I hear from God? Oh, you three young people, you can hear from God. Get you a Bible and start reading it. The way that God speaks to people is through this book. Amen. Amen. And so if you want the blessings from God, by the way, all three of those kids came to the rally. I preached the gospel. They had me preach that particular evening. Those three came, and I've never seen a boy run the aisle quite like that boy did. His name is Stephen. As he ran down this aisle, his shoe, one of his shoes went flying off that way, but he just kept running this way. <laughs> and he got right with God, brother. <laughs> ran out of one of his shoes. I'll never forget. But they wanted to hear from God. Okay, 
We get this book out to get God's blessings. Look at verse 3. Look at it. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy. Oh, wait a minute. And uh, keep. Okay, not just read it. Not just listen and hear it. But you and I have to keep it. What do we mean keep it? It means to obey it. To do it. To keep the law. To obey the law. To obey the ordinances that God has given us, the statutes that God has given us, the instructions that God has given us. I mean, that's why we do the things that we do. The things that God tells us to do, that's what we want to be busy doing. The things the Bible prohibits, those are things we don't want to be found doing. And so we, to get God's blessings, according to this book, here's God's promise. We read the book. We hear the book, and we keep the book. Number one, the person of the book is Jesus. The purpose is to help us servants understand some things that are coming. Number three, the promise of the book. Well, if we'll read and hear and keep the book, he will. <laughs> he will bless us. The Bible is the only book <laughs> that can bless you. And then lastly, the prophecy of the book. Look at verse 3. Verse 3, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy. Yes, this is a book of prophecy. This is the sure word of prophecy. Oh, all these uh, so-called astrologers and so forth, 30% accuracy record. Yeah, they, uh, they say things like this. We believe it will be warm next summer. Yeah. That's, that's astonishing. Yeah, part of their 30% is silly stuff like that. They don't know the future. But friends, God does. This is a book of prophecy. Just when Jesus was born, 300 prophecies came to pass. All of the prophecies in this book have happened or will happen. Amen. Now, let me ask this. What prophecy are we really thinking about right now? I'll tell you what I'm thinking about. The soon return of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm thinking about. It's been prophesied. Jesus Christ is coming. Now, let me ask this question. Now, I want your help. Help me now. How many of you actually believe, from the front row to the back, how many of you actually believe Jesus Christ is coming again? Raise your hand if you believe that. Okay. I see children, I see adults. Looks like about everybody. If we believe that, it'll really impact how we live. It'll impact what we do. It'll impact what we say. Brother Bob, just before I came up here, Brother Bob says, I want to tell you how to preach tonight. Preach like Jesus is coming in five minutes. Get with it, Brother Fox. Amen. If we really believe Jesus Christ is coming, we should all get with it. Why do you give your tithe? And by the way, hey, hey, tithing is kindergarten. It's the beginning. Oh, beyond tithing, mature believers, we don't just tithe. We give offerings above tithes. I, I say, well, I'm giving till it hurts. Ah, give until it helps. Give. Understand <coughs> what a blessing it is to have something to give. Why do we give? Uh, because we know Jesus is coming. 
Why do we talk the way we do and refrain from cursing? Because we know Jesus is coming. I mean, why do we refrain from gossip? Gossip, how bad is gossip, Brother Fox? Gossip can't be that bad. God condemns it. The Bible says, whose mouths must be stopped. How bad is gossip? About as dangerous as a, a little toddler walking around with a loaded revolver. So why do we refrain from gossiping? Because we know Jesus is coming. Why do we, we refrain from watching certain things on the internet and on, on TV and watching certain movies, all that stuff? Why do, we, why do we refrain from that? Because we know Jesus is coming. Why do we dress the way we do? Modest apparel. Why? I, I, one one fellow says, yeah, there's the Baptist Amish guy. Yep, that's me in my black suit. Yeah. And he's having fun. But um, why do we dress the way we do? Modestly. And uh, in keeping, in, in propriety of a Christian. Not gaudy and all that. Why, why do we dress? Because we know Jesus is coming. In fact, knowing that Jesus come, is coming changes every facet of our lives. We get a burden for souls. Sometimes I walk into the grocery store and I think I wonder if I'm the only saved person inside this building. It could be, you know. Grocery store is a great place to give out tracts. Huh, recently. I'm giving out tracts as I was going. I just, I don't know, I had a bunch of tracts. I'm giving out tracts as I was going there to the grocery store. I got behind a fellow. I said, hey. He turned around and said, you already got me. <laughs> That's my job, man. To get you. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we do things like that? Because we know Jesus is coming. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used His Word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.